We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is August 22nd, 2022. Jonathan Osborne here, as always, joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's going on, bro? No, not not very much here. We uh, this is kind of the 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 last episode of this. But I don't know if it's a trilogy. If we can call it a trilogy, there's three of them of that night of recording um, with the schedule release and RJ Hampton, and now to kind of tie it all in a bow with Pierre or Pee Wee uh, the plug. So just a lot of fun to to be able to talk with him. Super genuine guy, um, and and a lot of love for him. Yeah, again, just as like a super down to earth guy, I kind of got that vibe just like following him on social media yeah. and some of the ways that he interacts with fans. I kind of had, and even like the way that we like DM'd him back and forth, yeah. like setting all this up, you could tell he's just a super regular guy. Is getting into anime, which I love, loves <laughs> Boy Meets World. I mean, we, at some point, we're going to have to like a Pierre Dan Savage Boy Meets World crossover episode. Y'all got it. You can, I mean, there's plenty of time, you know, for you to get caught up on that series. It's, it's phenomenal. Mm, maybe maybe give one it a day. shot you watch you you didn't think you were gonna like naruto you started naruto i know you didn't finish it but you did like naruto so yeah because i shouldn't you, have boy 600 meets episodes but yes you're right yeah it's unfortunate boy meets world there's like a hundred something so it's it's mm. much easier to get through than naruto i think so okay um but we had a lot of fun with with pierre with peewee you know talked you know some kanye west stuff obviously he's from chicago through the wire that's kind of where their podcast gets its name but we obviously talked about the Orlando Magic. He seems really high on the Magic. Obviously, we're high on the Magic. We're looking forward to this season. Like Luke said, we recorded all of these uh, Wednesday the 17th. Um, so today, I'm like getting back from my little mini vacation. So mm. again, for the third episode in a row, you will hear why we are wearing the same clothes. Um, <laughs> don't be alarmed by that. I don't know why I feel the need to share that with you all. Mm. But I don't wear this shirt every single day. I love this shirt very much. But uh, we don't wear it every day. Shout out. To Jared Sylvia, the I Doubt Your Doubts tee that Luke is doubt rocking doubts, right now. Uh-huh. Shout mm-hmm. out, Jared. Um, but yeah, we're going to go ahead and get into the interview with Pierre. 
All right, guys. And now we are joined by Pierre. You guys probably know him from a, a plethora of things. He, he's got a, a YouTube channel even and a lot of things going on. He is uh, one of the hosts of Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Hey. <laughs> and uh, normally our, 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 our listeners are listening to this like, dude, why is Luke rolling the intro here? Like, why, why is he introducing Pierre? The reason is because Jonathan wanted to do that. Jonathan was like, if I introduce Pierre, you, will have you do, to do the it. through the wire. And I was like, I don't I don't think so. This was like two minutes before you joined. And he was like, fine, you do it. And then I'll, I'm going to do it. I'll so do it. we're I'll committed. Jonathan was committed to, I should say. But appreciate you joining, Pierre. No, I appreciate you guys having me, man. This is uh, it's my first time being able to do anything magic related. Um, mm. As you can see, the audio listeners probably won't know, but I'm wearing a magic jersey right now. One of my two magic jerseys. I got a, I got a soft spot for the Orlando Magic, so I'm excited to be here, um, and I'm happy for the future of you guys' team right now. Well, we appreciate you repping the jersey. Where where does the the soft spot come from? My favorite player. I have two favorite players that I cannot put over each other is uh, Kobe Bryant and Penny Hardaway. Um, just just been that way my entire life. Two guys that I've loved. So seeing Penny um just has always made me have an infatuation with the magic the uniforms the pinstripes and then uh shortly after penny it was tracy mcgrady um and t-mac was was definitely another one of those guys for me and um now that you guys have paulo i'm not gonna lie i i wasn't the biggest dwight fan i did have a dwight jersey as well when i was a kid for whatever reason i don't know why big man jersey you know weren't the thing but i had a dwight <laughs> jersey for whatever reason um so, yeah, I, I enjoy the magic and I'm a big fan of Franz Wagner. Even before he was drafted, I didn't want him to go to you guys. I wanted him to go to Sacramento, but I'm so happy he did go to you guys. So I, I just I have a thing with always having, you know, a player on the magic that I, I really, really like. So that's it. Well, we appreciate the love for sure, Pierre. A lot of people, you know, probably know you better as Pee Wee to plug, you know, part yes. of the, the through the wire uh, you know, podcast. You guys are a part of House of Highlights. But uh, you're the the number one Knicks fan in the world, you know, kind of that. How did that start? Was that self-proclaimed or or did you earn that title? Absolutely self-proclaimed. I like uh, it. I respect too that. many Knicks fans in the world that think they're the number one fan for anybody to, to give me that title. Um, but very simple. I'm from Chicago, born and raised. But um, early in my childhood, I thought I was going to go to the NBA and I had my entire career planned out where I was going to you know, be this top pick. And I wanted to go to the Knicks. So me having that dream kind of indirectly made me, you know, look at the Knicks a certain way. And I gravitated to becoming a fan. So now here I am, this Chicago based New York Knicks fan, which is very rare, but I exist. I like it. <laughs> Did you want uh, pair? <laughs> I was laughing thinking about this. You Number one Knicks fan, you know, in the world, self self-proclaimed. I've got a couple of buddies who are who are Knicks fans. I talk about them often on the show because they're always saying some wild stuff to me about the Knicks and whatever. But the one thing they they can't stand this this personality. And you can let me know, like what you think of him as a Knicks fan. Stephen A. Smith is that as a Knicks fan to you. Does he when he talks about the Knicks? Are you just like happy that they're, they're talking about the Knicks on the broadcast or or what, what do you think about Stephen A. Smith in that in regard to like Knicks fandom? Stephen A. Smith, I don't think is a real Nick fan. Number one, um, I just don't get that vibe from him. I, I, I really don't. Um, and I'm a guy who, in the media, I don't really like to talk about the Knicks because 
there's two extremes. You have people that every time the Knicks come up, they want to trash the Knicks, which I can understand. And you have Knicks fans who always want to talk about the Knicks at, at a high regard, which I don't understand, even as a Knicks fan. So I try to be right in the middle where I understand the Knicks haven't had the best <laughs> resume as of recently. Uh, but we also aren't as bad as people make us. For whatever reason, the Knicks have become a punching bag for basketball, Twitter, and social media. Um, but we're never as bad as they make us seem. But if you talk to Nick fans, everybody on the roster is like some crazy talent, which I also don't Star J. Barrett. <laughs> you, yeah. So and I just got on RJ Barrett train very recently. Um, so I'm a I'm a different type of Nick fan. I don't like I don't like Nick fans myself. I'm not a fan <laughs> of Nick fans, even though I am one. So when people when people trash the Knicks, I kind of understand it. Um, but I always believe we're not as bad as people make us. We have that in common. Like we always think the magic are a little bit better than people, you know, kind of make us out to be. Before we get into kind of the magic conversation, just wanted to ask you a little bit more about through the wire and kind of like what the origin story was of through the wire. And you guys had a ton of success since then, but I want to hear about the beginning. Yeah. Um, well, the origins is crazy because me and Kenny, a lot of people are finding out now we're cousins. We're first cousins. Um, his mom and my dad are siblings. So, We've known each other, obviously, all of our lives. He kind of moved into um, the area that I grew up in, and we went to the same high school. And um, when I seen him in high school, he was with uh, Mike and Derek, two of the other members, and uh, they went to the same middle school as me. So when I saw them, I was like, oh, I, I didn't know y'all know each other. This is my cousin. He was like, oh, I told him we I went to school with these guys. Um, and that was pretty much it. I was older than them. And you guys know, in high school, it feels a two year difference feels like a 20 year difference. So high school kind of passed. I would see them in passing. Uh, we all kind of graduated. Uh, KB, Kenny started his YouTube grind or whatever. And um, I would see him talk basketball and me being an older cousin. I always just like chuckled at him thinking he knew basketball and they would have little discussions in a group chat. And I every once in a while, I would dip in the group chat a little bit. I was like a a member, but a distant member of a group chat. And uh, anytime they had basketball discussions, you know, uh, I would jump in and, you know, uh, I think around, what was it? 2016 ish. Joe Budden had started a podcast, which introduced me to podcasting Joe Budden and Adam 22 of no jumper. And I uh, would throw in at the end of these discussions, like, man, that, that would have been good for a podcast. After a couple of times that happened, Kenny took the initiative. He, he got, he got some equipment. And uh, we kind of thought of names and we were pushing and the Joe Budden influence was on me heavy because he had a show called Everyday Struggle, which is a, a title after a Biggie song. And I was like, man, we got to name our podcast after a classic album. But it ended up being the Kanye song instead of one of his albums, because we were like the college, you know, the college dropout podcast. Oh, that don't sound good. Right. The graduation podcast. We ran through all of these albums and somebody said through the wire and it just stuck. And uh, the rest was pretty much history, man. Um we talked about it, you know, before before we started recording, but you guys were saying y'all grinding, no vacations or whatever. And that's kind of how we were. We were just kind of locked in. Once we set the schedule of Tuesdays and Saturdays, we, we you know, committed ourselves to making sure that we did everything we could to push out the content. And uh, the rest was basically history. I love that. I want to ask you really quickly, you know, it's fitting. You guys are from Chicago, you know, the Kanye West tie. College mm -hmm. Dropout is one of my favorite albums of all time. What is your favorite or like, what do you think is the most underrated track on that album? College dropout. Oh man. Um, 
that is a tough question. The most underrated song on College Dropout will probably be uh I like Breathe In, Breathe Out. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's one. Very slept on in my opinion. For me, I, I'm thinking it might be through the wire. I know it's just like legendary song, but like mm-hmm. the casual listener might not even know about that. For me, it's last call as he goes through like the whole story of how he got signed to Rockefeller. I just I love that song. Like killing y'all on that lyrical ish. I push mayonnaise colored bends, call that miracle, miracle whips. Loops. Yes. That's one of the nastiest lines. I'm getting goosebumps. Just uh, but yeah, I, love I used that to love that song when I was a kid. But right. what happened is I'm a J. Cole fanatic. Okay. J. Cole on his uh mixtape, um, the warm-up, he remakes the last call and does okay. the same exact thing where he raps for like a couple minutes and then he gives his whole story. And because I'm a J. Cole fan, it's made me gravitate to the last call to that. Kanye's right. is still legendary, but right. I kind of pushed to that. So no, that's dope. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. I also love, um, my mind is blanking on the title, uh, One Neck, Two Chains. Uh, it's a song with most deaf. Uh, I've got the, I've actually got the, the list right here, uh, with most deaf two. it's called two words, two words, but most deaf freeway. That's a family very, business, family business, family business. You have to tell my, you have to tell you to pee in the bed. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. For sure. 
Yeah, think, I'm a graduation uh, guy, by the way. I love graduation. Oh, hey, that's another great album. Absolutely. And I even solid. think like 808s in, in Heartbreak is, yes. is a good album. Like Robocop, that's one of my mm-hmm. favorites. So I love Robocop. Yep. Kanye. I, I, I miss Kanye the old Kanye. Miss. I miss yes, the old yes. Kanye. I hate saying yeah. it, but I miss the old Kanye too. Yeah. Um, yeah, Pierre, talking about like, you know, starting a podcast. It feels like everybody, I had this conversation with somebody recently, and I was like, it just feels like everybody's got a podcast. And mm-hmm. I saw something the other day. It was like, you know, guys can can talk about sports and then they're always just at the end going to say we need to do a podcast, but they never like understand what it what it is to actually do one. And like you said, you guys had your set schedule, had a buddy hit me up recently. and He was like, hey, I'm going to start a fantasy football podcast, like any advice or tips or anything like that for for equipment or, or just in general. And I was like, man, you just have to be consistent because not everybody's going to be consistent. Like if you keep going, like the best type of thing, like one of the best traits is just availability, you know, mm-hmm. and and I know Jonathan thinks this way as well. But, you know, we just didn't think there was enough, you know, magic content, whatever it might be. Uh, and and now, you know, able to jump in with him here a couple of years ago now, but seeing just how important that consistency is. So for me, like if I if someone asks me, like, that's what I tell them. Do you, is that kind of your number one for for people who are wanting to start out with a podcast or what's kind of your top advice for for people who want to start one? I definitely agree with what you said, Luke. I think consistency is important. But the number one thing for me is to just do it like in, in mm-hmm. any form of content creation, because I get I get a lot of DMs every day from kids want to do podcasts, YouTube. Those are like the two top things right now. And I think a lot of people, not even just kids, but just a lot of people in general, they get caught up in all of the distractions, which is like what mic I should use, which camera, uh, which software. Mm -hmm. To me, all of those things are irrelevant because you're going to waste so much time trying to invest in that or figure out what everybody else is using. And that time you're wasting to, to stop you from starting. The quicker you start the quicker you have the thing called experience, which is the, the most important thing in, in anything you're doing, especially we're doing a basketball podcast. No player, no great player is great because of their rookie year. Because the rookie year is just like the start. They become great through the experience. So it's the same thing with content creation podcasts, just starting. I don't care if you use, if your mic is your iPhone, if you just start and you start learning and you get that experience, you'll be able to then identify strengths, weaknesses, what to improve. You'll learn the in and outs. Um, I think if you really have a passion for it, that's the first thing is to do it so you can educate yourself and then the rest will fall into place. But so many people I just had a friend literally yesterday while we were on Xbox. He he sent us a screenshot of all of these things uh, a buddy of his had for sale, like super expensive equipment. Because him and his dad was going to start a podcast and I don't know where he flaked. But yeah, he had thousands of dollars for equipment that he was just trying to sell at half price because so it's like you spent three, what, thirty five hundred for nothing when you could have just not did that. I, I don't really want to put people in position to spend that type of money. So I just say work with what you have. Yeah, if you have go. fun doing it with with little equipment, you'll know it's a real passion. And then. You then you invest, but don't want to put thirty five hundred up front just to find out. Oh, I don't really like this, and now that that's just bad business. So uh, just do it. Don't waste any time with anything else. The quicker you do it, the more you'll be able to learn and experience. Um, experiment, and then I think the rest will just fall into place. But it's just like music, you know. A lot of people I, I work in music too, um, and a lot of people to say like, there's there's a crowd or a listener for everybody. You know, so in rap or music, everybody thinks they have to make the same type of music. But it's like 
I remember I remember when Asher Roth made I Love College and he had like a base of just like college kids that he could sell to because there's there's a person out there that's trying to connect with everything. We all have people that are just like us in this big world. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely believe the same thing. There's different flavors for everybody. Like somebody out there is going to like what you have to say. If you're knowledgeable and you're passionate about it, just do it your own way. Some people are going to like it. Other people aren't. And you, I mean, in this space, it's kind of difficult at times to block out like the negative noise. Like we'll have a, a great show. We'll have a hundred great comments, but you focus all day on that one negative one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you mentioned something a moment ago. You have all these kind of kids that reach out to you every day and you from time to time will do like a, a life advice kind of segment, you know, on your YouTube channel. And you've made it abundantly clear that you want to help inspire and kind of like pull up like the next generation. Where does that motivation come from with you? The lack, the lack of it for, for uh, me and my peers. Um, I think there's, it's just, it's so competitive that it doesn't have to be that way. It's literally room for all of us. Um, you've got a podcast. I've got a podcast. I've, I know a bunch of people with different podcasts and I really do believe that it's room for everybody to succeed. Every day I go on YouTube and I see thousands of videos that is basically the same content. You know, here's my top 10 point guards. Here's my top 10. This is who I think is a draft sleeper. And everybody's got 200,000 views there, 100,000 views there, 25. It's room for everybody. So with that in mind, it's just like, why not help? I'm not I really am in no competition with anyone but myself. And I really want everybody to start thinking that way. So if I can be a very minuscule part of the turn to start helping out as much as we can, I think um, it'll be a much better place. And it won't be you won't have to worry about those type of comments that you mentioned, because so much back and forth that I see comes from, I think, people trying to compete. You know, every everybody is so matter of fact, especially on Twitter and social media. I can go out right now and say, uh, this is my thoughts on Franz Wagner. And it's going to be three three guys that are going to say, oh, well, I think this or I think that. And it's going it's just not going to be authentic and real because it's so competitive. You know, you make a good point. Somebody wants to down your point or they want to make a better point. And I'm even guilty of that myself. So um, it's important to just let everybody know that we all are in it together. And if we push the culture together, it will even for sure open up more, more, more doors. But if we make it competitive and I'm forcing my fan base to not want to listen to, you know, you and Luke, and then you're forcing your fan. Then now it's really making it closed off. But if we help each other, especially the younger ones, um, it's important because I don't I didn't have anybody that, you know, Stephen A. Smith wasn't <laughs> replying back to me, giving me mm -hmm. advice. So if I could be that for somebody um, you know, hopefully they can return a favor and then we just have a domino effect. I love that. All right, let's talk a little bit Orlando Magic basketball. Like this is a magic podcast. All the other stuff is a ton of fun to talk about. Um, but the NBA schedule came out today. I don't know if we want to touch on that for a second. Have you seen the schedule? Do you have any strong? I have not about seen the schedule? schedule. I've only seen parts and pieces. Like I saw a tweet where Ben Simmons is going to play against the Nets for the first time, but I, I haven't dove in it. I've, I've like been going that. all day. BMW had my car and they always take forever. So that was my day. Right. So I'm well, your next, you know, Christmas day, you know, you got that. So, yes. which, you know, that's, I think that's part of the resentment. You asked that earlier. Like, why do people feel that way about Knicks? It's like the Knicks aren't good, but yet get a Christmas day game over everybody. It's <laughs> but listen, the Knicks on Christmas. I get it. But, you know, we're a little salty about that. The Knicks are better than us, most definitely. But, you know. My argument to that is for... I don't know how many past Christmases the Knicks have played. I get it. Yeah. The it's Lakers. Like when the Cowboys Lakers on Thanksgiving, 
yes, I'm a Cowboys fan as well. Um, the Lakers, when they played, I remember them playing against the Heat on Christmas when they had Nick Young and there was yeah. no Kobe and Jordan Hill. Nobody complained. There are certain teams that just play on Christmas. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, we he, hate the Lakers fans, for like a ton of other reasons, but yeah. For sure. And he fans, for Jimmy Butler may not want to play on Christmas. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure right. every player wants to play on Christmas. So yeah. I like yeah. that. I, I, one thing I wanted to add here, they, I don't know if you saw this, Pierre. I know you said you saw bits and pieces, but they have put out essentially like a rivalry week. Have yes. you seen, you saw that? Yeah. What and do I you think? The Bulls are playing the Hornets. Yeah, when is this a rivalry? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I know they've got like you know whatever. My I, I know they had just a ton of like rivalries. Some of they've them got like the Warriors and the Raptors. It's like some of them are deep, and some of them are like they're just you're just trying to create something now. But it who it do the Knicks it, play? Uh, y'all actually. Let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can find it. We don't play anybody like important. Like our <laughs> our biggest rival right now is the Atlanta Hawks, thanks to Dejounte Murray. But <laughs> that's really all that we got going for us right now. We hate the Heat, but like Heat fans are like, you guys have been trash for ten years. We don't really care, you know, about the Magic, and that's yeah, that's kind of understandable, really us, which is un- yeah. unfortunate. Um, yeah. So it looks like the Knicks and the Nets is uh, okay. is who plays. So that's understandable. You got the Ball brothers are facing off. Um, you have Jokic against Embiid, so like MVP and runner-up, obviously. Um, Suns, Mavs, yeah, Celtics, Heat, Clips, Lakers, Nets against the Harden against Harden and the Sixers. Ooh. So that's that's cool. Grizzlies, Warriors. So they they've got some Lynn Lakers, Celtics, obviously, but yeah, they, that's apparently January twenty fourth through the twenty eighth. So I'm uh I'm a I'm a big fan if they can like continue to try to implement like the Ball Brothers plan that week is cool, and it's like in college football, the last week of the of the season is rivalry week essentially, mm-hmm. and so it is cool to to see that. But yeah, I think there's always going to be those ones that like we just don't yeah. agree on people being right some of those teams being rivals, but it, it's cool the other stuff for sure. No, yeah, I, I agree. I liked it when I saw it on Twitter. Um. And hopefully, hey, man, if they can force some rivalries, maybe we look at it and it's not a rivalry yet. Mm-hmm. But if it can develop into a rivalry, I will, I will take it. I like that, though. I didn't know about some of those matchups. Jokic and Bede, Harden against the Nets. I like that. The Ball Brothers, that slipped my mind. I just thought about Zach yeah. Levine hitting the game winner. And I thought, is that why? That, <laughs> but, yeah, the Ball Brothers. Uh, Knicks and Nets, not much of a rivalry. I, I Maybe because <laughs> I don't live in New York. Um yeah. I, I view the uh, the Celtics as our rival. Mm. Right. Yeah, New York-Boston is always going to be a big one. Yeah, I still sure. remember when we were in the playoffs, and I think we wore all black to uh, to one of the games because we were going to mm. kill them. The funeral. Yeah, I like funeral. that. Yeah. I like that. It, the, the league is way more fun when there's legitimate rivalries and guys don't like each other. Yeah, I love that. So we're, we play the Hawks the second game of the season in Atlanta. Uh, so I'm actually going to fly to Atlanta for that game. You know, Paolo versus Jante. It's probably nothing. Those guys will probably be over it, and they probably already are at this point. But, you know, it might be spicy, and I want to be in the building. So that that's going to be exciting. But let's talk about the Magic, Pierre. Just before we get into, like, specific guys, what is your opinion, just the, the Magic overall right now? I like it. I would, Man, it, it's a great state to be in as a fan, in my opinion. Especially when you're a real fan, this is where, like, if I were if I were y'all, I'd be paying attention to who's the real fans because I I, I see potential in this team. Um, the front court of Wendell and Paolo and even Franz, that trio is is incredible. Um, 
But I think this is always my favorite part as a fan because you get to see the early stages. Like Paolo has a chance to be one of the faces of the league potentially. So to see this early start of him is going to be extremely exciting. I think Franz has different phases he's going to hit in his career. So to see him in this second phase after such a wonderful rookie year, Jalen Suggs had such a bad year uh, uh, as the fourth overall pick that he can only he can only be better. You know, Cole Anthony took humongous strides. Markel is healthy. You don't know what's going on with Jonathan Isaac, but the fact that nobody even cares is a good sign. You brought Mo Bamba we back. We care. We still care. We're hoping. We're hoping for health. Okay. That's understandable. <laughs> um, hell, I even like uh, I even like Caleb Houston from Michigan. I, I like him a lot. And uh, I, I, I used to be a big believer in RJ Hampton. I didn't like what I saw from um, Summer League, but he's still young, so. There's a lot of good things there with the magic. There's a lot of good things. Yeah, I think that that's like I said this we were when we were on uh, I believe I said it when we were on Kenny's channel. Um, he had a song for that series he did where mm-hmm. he was having you know you know everybody rep basically reps from each team. And I had said like I just hope that that we're the magic don't have too much good going on. Like it's going to come to a point where. I hope the magic don't have to do it, but there's, there could be a fire sale that happens where they're just selling young talent to make room to bring in the next big guy that they think they might have a chance on or to make a trade and, and just clear. And obviously those young pieces, RJ Hampton, obviously like to this point, like you said, like he's been struggling recently, but it's like what eventually something could happen. He could catch a stride or another team finds value in RJ Hampton and says, we can do a better job than you guys did with helping him grow. He just mm-hmm. had too many cooks in the kitchen and we want to take him off your hands and we'll give you a decent player or a pick, like a good pick for him. So I'm I'm interested to see what happens. Do you think maybe, Pierre, there is a possibility that there's, there's too many, too many talent, too much talent on Orlando or no? Uh, yes. I don't want to use the phrase too much talent mm-hmm. because I think a lot of these guys have, uh, levels to hit and reach that they're still blossoming to but i think that's the important thing when you're developing the most important part of development for at any stage is the opportunity you know there's no better learning tool than actual real basketball so call anthony he's last year he you know he kind of earned 25 minutes a game at the least jalen suggs based off his positioning in the draft as the fourth overall pick or was it the fifth fifth he was fifth fifth, fifth, fifth mm-hmm. overall pick I'm sorry, Scotty Barnes. Uh, <laughs> the overall pick, he's kind of he has to be given 25 minutes. Markel, with his contract and what we all think he could be with consistent playing time, he's kind of 25 minutes, you know, sketched in. So, um, hopefully, the 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 sale, the fire sale, is Terrence Ross and Gary Harris. Ho- hopefully, yeah. um, but I do think at the guard spot specifically that there's going to have to be a lot to figure it out. I I do think though. Franz, Paulo, Wendell is taken care of. There's no discussion. There's no arguments. That's set. Mm-hmm. And now you just, you know, you see how how good defensively Jalen Suggs can be, continue to be. Hopefully his offense can catch up. And then um, if all fails, actually, though, if all fails, right, and in the perfect world, Jalen Suggs can play two. He's going to be a menace defensively. And then Markel uh, is your starting point guard. And if – you know, in a perfect world, Cole Anthony is a fantastic six man. That's just a perfect world. But the reality is Cole Anthony may challenge Markel. We don't know what's up with Jalen Suggs as a two, as a one, whatever. So I think those are the hiccups. But in a perfect world, you know, something could something could unfold. 
in, in Orlando. That's kind of the thinking that we subscribe to, like the perfect, perfect world scenario. You know, we're hoping opening night would be that lineup, Markel, Suggs, Franz, Paolo, Wendell. But, you know, Gary Harris just signed uh, you know, an extension with the Magic. You know, you're paying that guy, what is it, $13 million a year? I think it is, Luke. You're going to want to play him a bunch. Terrence Ross, if you want to trade him, you're going to have to play him at least a little bit. You still have Cole and RJ and all these other guys. So for us, like, yeah, at some point you're going to have to figure some things out, but it is a good problem to have. Pierre, I want to ask you who specifically on the Magic right now, it can even be Paolo if you think um, he's you know the our best player, but who do you think right now is like your favorite Magic player and, and why? Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner. I like that. Franz Wagner. Not even close. Um, I'm a big Paolo guy, but I haven't seen him play. Franz is Franz is everything you want in your number two, and which is why I hope uh, Paolo blossoms into the number one because I think he would fit very well. I just love that he's low maintenance. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't do too much bullshit with the basketball. He's catching it, making a decision. Shout out to Michigan for for having that type of system at, at their uh, school to you know just kind of like if you have something, you go. If you don't, you move the ball, you cut. He he works well without the basketball. He blew me out of the water with uh, the offensive ability out of the gate. You know, he has some very big nights for y'all that I was not expecting. Uh, love his playmaker. Love his size. Defensively, he's there. I, I just love big wing playmaking guys who every once in a while can can lead you in scoring. And he does that. So I love Franz. Can you believe there was an NBA writer that left him off not only his first rookie <laughs> team, but also his second rookie team? Who was that writer? It was Dave McMenamin. Oh, left Dave them off McMenamin. both teams. And over in these parts, we call him Dave McMenamin now. But we're giving the uh, minimum yeah. effort in his <laughs> his end of the year voting. So. That's surprising here, Dave. Dave. Yeah. Wow, that's disappointing. I was because he put a Laker in there over him. Who did he put? I think it was Austin Reeves. Was it Reeves? Oh, I think it was Reeves. Yeah. It was it was yeah. Homer activity for sure. You guys, real bad. He mm-hmm. has to, his his ballot has to be revoked for a I year. I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Last question before we let you go, Pierre. We see the Dragon Ball Z figurines in the back. We know you're kind of just starting to get into anime, but what is it about Dragon Ball Z that has like really drawn you in? So when I was the, I think the wrong impression I said is I I've never seen it. When I was younger, I saw it in passing. Cousins would watch it, different things like that. I just never dove into it. Um, you know, from episode one throughout mm. the whole story, I always gravitated to Vegeta. I always loved Vegeta, um, always, for whatever reason. I just loved his character whenever I would see him. And I kept seeing him, like, in stores and different things. And I'm like, man, he looks cool still at 27 after all these years. I need a reason <laughs> to, like, purchase these things besides just thinking he looks cool. So then I started. And it's so it's so long to catch up with everything. Yeah. Um, so I skipped through. Luckily, a lot of my friends, they know a lot. So they was able to tell me. Um, how to skip through or to see certain things and then youtube as well um shout out to youtube <laughs> uh, you can watch the entire dragon ball z story in like 27 minutes on youtube so um then i got you know into trunks and everything so that's my guy I'm still, yeah i'm still I love trunks. Uh, trunks is awesome I, yeah. I, I still have a lot learning to do but um I'm, I'm opening up my mind man i'm opening up my mind for a long time i thought it was only basketball and nothing for a lot of my childhood yeah. so I've been into Dragon Ball Z, um, Attack on Titan. I still yes. have to finish. Um, that, the one thing I'll say is I'm easily distracted, man. I do so much. I'll try to sit and watch and finish Attack on Titan, and I'll open up my laptop. I'll have Basketball Index, or 
I'll randomly want to watch mellow highlights from Syracuse. And now I just missed <laughs> two episodes and now I got right. I try to watch it. I'm laying down then I go to bed and seven episodes pass when I wake up. It's tough. It's tough. I, I appreciate that. I said that was going to be the last question until I remembered you just went on vacation on your flight. You were watching my favorite show ever, Boy Meets World. Are you a big <laughs> Boy Meets World guy? I love Boy Meets World, man. Yes, and my guy. So, it is so ref- I I love the generation we're in because yeah. it's so refreshing to because I, I watched the hell out of that show when I was yes. a kid. Now to be able to rewatch it again in the order and have every episode because when we used to watch it, you had to just kind of catch it. You know what I mean? Right. So how to kind of be able to watch from episode one on is it was amazing. It made my flight. It was like a four hour flight. It made my flight go by so fast. <laughs> I love Boy Meets World, man. Topanga. Then I, I a couple years ago, All Star in Charlotte. Um, I wore a Topanga as my Valentine shirt, and one of my coworkers at the time at HOH, his best friend was Topanga's husband. Oh snap! <laughs> and so he so sent, he was like trying to throw hands. He's like back he was. That's what I girl. thought. I was like, hey, I'm no disrespect. Yeah, yeah, he's like, <laughs> he I, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. And he said he says nothing. He said it happens all the time. So, oh, but I'm that sure. was a very very crazy thing. Yeah. That's dope. Well, yeah. all right, Pierre, I appreciate you taking the time for joining us, man. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you guys on social media? Yes, through the wire and the Peewee the plug. Uh, if you can, there should only be one <laughs> Peewee the plug in the world, and it should be me. And then through the wire, uh, I think we stand. I think we're verified now on Twitter and Instagram, and maybe TikTok. So hopefully, when you just type it in, the 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 verified accounts pop up to the top. So, um, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna Saturdays. No, I, I wanted to to plug somebody else in your group, uh, in the the through the wire group. Please do. So I wanna <laughs> I wanna plug D Mills, man. I, I I so when we were talking about having you on recently, I just started kind of going through the through the wire, like through you know, episodes or whatever it might have been. And I heard, you know, I think I heard maybe YouTube a YouTube video or something, or it popped up on my suggested because my phone's always listening and it just heard I was talking, you know, listening to stuff about D Mills. D Mills and his fast food reviews on YouTube. Yes. If you guys want to see a guy who doesn't even understand how funny he is, go to his YouTube. He's 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 doing well. Like it, it is awesome. And I know that I think it's pretty recent for him, right, Pierre? Yep, super recent. I don't even think he's monetized yet. I think he's extremely close though. He's at he's at 8.5k subscribers. I looked it up just so D Mills is it's all one word. Letter D and Mills. <laughs> go watch Derek, man. He is uh, I watched like I probably ripped off like four videos the other day just when i started one i was like this is hilarious and i love like fast food review stuff i know yes. that's jonathan oh, that's, that's jonathan's jam too yeah so uh yeah go i just wanted to plug d mills for sure he uh he's been grinding on youtube no you you have i'm so glad you did that thank you because yeah d mills is like you said it perfectly a guy who is so unintentionally funny he doesn't even realize how funny it is he is i love d mills and people don't understand like you have to just know D Mills. People think that we bully him or I pick on him on a show because we always give him a hard time about everything. And I know it, it seems like that, <laughs> but D Mills, it, he just, he makes it a way where you cannot not joke on D Mills. And I, he's <laughs> such a good sport about it too. And he wears it, he takes it to the chin, but the fast food, he was trying to do like basketball stuff, which is no problem. But I was telling him like, bro, with your comedy, yeah, and how much you love food is just such a great combination. It's and incredible. It, yes, it, it, it's taken off. 
I love but that. I'm, so I'm glad you shouted them out. Hey, appreciate you, Luke and Jonathan. Um, appreciate you having me on here. I really, really do hope that you guys have a good year. Um, like I said, I always have a soft spot for the magic. I even love Jamal Mosley. That hiring was good. So, you know, shout out to Franz. Shout out to Paulo. Who else I like on there? Cole Anthony. And um, yeah, I hope you guys have a healthy, good year, except when you play against the Knicks. Cause last year y'all gave us a bunch of trouble. Hey, bing bong. <laughs> yeah, we did. That was that was good times. Pierre, appreciate you joining the show, man. Let's do this again soon. Yes, anytime you guys need me, man. Hit me up. All right, bro. Thank you. All right. That was our interview with Pierre. Again, a ton of fun to have that guy on. Just like we said, super chill, down to earth, rocking the Tracy McGrady jersey. We had a lot of fun with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome to get to talk with him. I'm sure it will not be the last time that we have him on the show. He's a big Knicks fan. So if anything happens this year with with the Knicks, maybe we can snag Pierre to come on the show and, and talk Magic Knicks. That'll be a lot of fun. Before we get out of here, we are going to go ahead and shout out our patrons. You guys have not heard if you've been under a rock or you just don't listen to the show. If you're new to the show, first of all, welcome. Really appreciate you guys just checking out. Uh, checking us out, I should say. We're not checking you out. That would be weird. Uh, <laughs> but we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. We have three awesome tiers that you can select from with an array of benefits. Every little dollar that goes to the show goes back into the show. It helps us do everything that we do. Um, it really, really is a big help. And we appreciate everyone's support. But we do shout out our Hall of Fame tier patrons on every episode. We're going to do that right now. Shout out Court Cousins, Armin, Elite Too Low, Jonathan Borges, Magic Player History, Wiffle, Michael Salapong, Ryan Singh, The Distract, Pierre A, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, Drum, Danimal, Dutto 15, Bobby Skinner, Nate Donnelly, Gotti 93. Thank you guys so much. That is going to do it for us for this episode. We will be back with a brand new episode in different clothes this coming Thursday. Be on the lookout for that. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. We will catch you guys next time. You're listening to The Six Man Show, by the way. I messed up this entire outro. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com